Get Into Geeks Trailer Trash. Get Into Geek, this is Trailer Trash Episode 9. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, uh, we have Emma. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. And you know what I hate with podcasts and things like this where people are like, how are you doing? You're like, good. It's like you guys have been in a room together for ages. We literally just like dialed in. I'm like, I'm here to record. So we just said hello. Yeah, we just said hello. And you're well, I'm well. Just, you know, we can get all the all that out of the way and, you know, we can get into talking about some movies. Now, look, last week uh, on our episode... I did say that our next chat, we'd be talking a lot of DC stuff. Or I said big stuff, and I did indicate that that would actually be the um, Zack Snyder cut of uh, of Justice League. That yeah. will have to wait um, for our next episode, because I kind of want to do, and I apologize in advance of this, Emma, we're going to be talking about a couple of different trailers, as any listeners might have seen on the uh, title of today's podcast, but... I want to do like a full-on DC fandom special where we get to talk about every trailer or behind-the-scenes look that we got at the weekend event uh, that will be coming up maybe on our next episode. I hope that we're not going to wait any longer because, my Christ, do I want to talk about the Batman. Uh (laughs) That's going to be like a three-hour-long podcast. Yeah, yeah, strap yourself in, okay, Uh, (laughs) you and the listeners, because, um, you know, a bit of a teaser for that podcast. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for like, you know, weeks, months, or however long we've been knowing about this DC fandom thing and I'm like cool we get to see the Zack Snyder card of Justice League trailer which is not going to be much of a look but at least it'll be kind of like a hey it's coming and we can see it and then once the Batman trailer came out I honestly forgot that I was anticipating anything else like it took me until like the next day and I'm like shit I haven't watched the Justice League trailer yet I've just watched Batman 20 times so that will be our next episode. Uh, we are here to talk about two other films, one other TV series, and uh, that TV series is Raised by Wolves, which is, a, uh, I think, you know, executive produced by Ridley Scott. Another Netflix yeah. film, Eleanor Holmes. Uh, but first up, Emma, I do want to talk to you about Death on the Nile. I have investigated many crimes, but this... Has altered the shape of my soul. I am Detective Hercule Poirot, and I will deliver your killer. So, yeah, this is the second of Kenneth Branagh's sort of remakes, redos, reimaginings of the Agatha Christie novels of, uh, you know, Hercule Poirot. I don't even know how to properly say the French guy's name, but. Um, yeah, there was what Murder on the Orient Express back in 2017. Yeah. Both films like massive casts. And the thing was, I was looking at this trailer going, oh, this is, yeah, that's right. It was the same cast as last time. It's not. It's just that last time every face that you saw on screen was famous or at least yeah. iconic in some kind of way that when I saw this, I'm like, oh, okay, there's Wonder Woman. Oh, there's Army Hammer. Oh, there's um, Russell Brand. Uh, oh, there's that guy. There's this guy. Like everyone that popped up was a familiar face. And you don't really get much of a a big indication about what this movie is about other than it's about another murder. But without anything to go off with the last one, which did you see a murder on the Orient Express a couple of years ago? No, I haven't actually. Okay, yeah. I never got around to it either, which is a shame because I do like um, Kenneth Branagh a lot. I I think when I, I don't know whether it was late high school, maybe even did a little bit of a film school, but we, we had to watch his version of Hamlet and... Around about then, I just got really fascinated with like a modern day actor and director who was just so clearly obsessed with, you know, that piece of literature and making like four and a half hour epics that were word for word copies of these, you know, centuries old theatre productions and 
from then on, I, just, I don't know. I, I like the guy. You see him in some shows where he's very, very friendly. Then you see him in other ones where he's quite clearly the villain. Hey, I saw Tenant on the weekend. I forgot he was even in that. Plays a great Russian baddie. And in this, he's playing a French detective. So uh, I'm all yeah. in already. It's a fun little teaser that I think for mine, you know, they kind of show you, hey, this is this is the murderer and this is the motive with the, uh, the jealous lover sort of thing. But... Obviously, it's not going to be that, or is it? But for me, it looks like a lot of fun. And with that kind of cast, I'm in already. Yes, I like the cast was very unexpected for me. When I was sitting there watching the trailer, I was like, I know that face, and I know that face, and I know that face. <laughs> like, it was just another one of these like big films that kind of just came out of nowhere where a bunch of people had just collaborated. Yeah, you're right. With this massive cast, like, it, if this was a movie like 20 or 30 years ago, it would have been the biggest thing that you would anticipate the year. This one now, it's just like, hey, here's a lot of faces you know, and we've all gotten together and made a movie. It's like an Ocean's Eleven type thing, but I don't know, less comedy and more fake French accents. But um, it looks gorgeous. The cinematography, I think, like, this looks like a beautiful looking film at the very least. Yeah, it definitely does. Because I haven't seen, obviously, the, the first remake. I'm just, I don't know what to expect, to be honest. But like you said, it's it's a gorgeous trailer. Yeah. But Kenneth Branagh, I, I quite enjoy him, but he definitely owes me. Right. Personally. He owes me personally. <laughs> Where did he wrong you? Because I have burnt through so much television movies during lockdown, right? Yeah. I made the decision to sit down, spend my time, on Artemis Fowl. Oh, right, okay. There, that was his last... That was, yeah, that was his last film. Yeah. And he owes me that period of my life back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? That was... I'd completely forgotten about that film. I knew that it was coming. Like, it was... I think... Because that was supposed to get a cinematic release. And that was the first... It was like Mulan, what will be Mulan in a week. It was Mulan before Mulan was Mulan. Because Mulan is like... Wow, this monstrous Disney live-action epic of of an iconic, infamous animated film is going to be released on streaming. And, oh, my God, the cinemas are missing out, the theatrical experience. Artemis Fowl was supposed to do the same thing, and they just dropped that on Disney+. And they kind of said, hey, you've been looking forward to this? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, It's there if you want to check it out anyway. And it kind of just came and went and, like, I... That's they knew. They knew what it was. <laughs> they knew what they had. <laughs> That's They're just it. like, we're just going to slot this in here. I hope nobody knows. Yep. Nobody pays attention. Just there. Well, good Thank on you. you for taking one for the team because, you know, we, we had a laugh last week that we've both got a Disney Plus account, but neither of us have really used it for six or seven months because, you know, once you, you know, once you got it in December or November or whenever it dropped and you're like, wow, look at all this stuff and you watch whatever you want and you get all the highlights out of the way and you're like, <sighs> okay, oh when have you got any... Oh, you haven't got any original content for a year. Sick. I'll come back when Mandalorian Season 2 comes out or something. So Artemis Fowl was there to be watched. It was watched by some. Um, that wasn't me. I haven't rushed out no. to do it. So there you go. Okay, I'd, I'd forgotten that was his. Did, yeah, did he yeah. act in that as well? Did he act in it? Look, I'm not going to lie. I got probably... <laughs> A third of the way through it before I... Hang on a a second, hang on a second. So you say Kenneth Branagh owes you, but did you just say you've only seen a third or you checked out after a third? I I checked out after a third. Okay, right. definitely playing in the background and I was, I don't know, maybe cooking dinner or something. Yeah, okay. That's a shame. That sucks. I mean... I'm not personally attached to the film, but I hate that any any movie or TV show can do that to you because then you're just watching it for a chore. 
um, yeah. you know, while you're doing chores, hardly enough, you're making dinner. So, all right, well, I want to say that this will this this has higher hopes in my heart for, for you know for this sort of thing because one. Quite clearly, he got to he got to make the movie that he wanted. It was you know remake of an old period drama, you know, a a, a very iconic story from a, a very famous writer. He could have been a one and done, but then very soon after, and it was obviously successful enough. You get to make a sequel out of it, and he signs on to once again direct. I don't know whether he. I should have probably looked that up before I mentioned it. I don't know whether he had something to do with the script in the first one, but he doesn't with this. He's directing and he's acting, but still, I mean, that makes it very much his film. So let's hope that it can at least be a good couple of hours for you and not Artemis, uh, Artemis Fowl style. Now, I don't actually have the, uh, the the release date either. It's saying that it's October 23 in the US, but, I mean, who knows what's going on in the US anyway? I mean, Tenet is releasing there this weekend as well, like it is uh, in Australia. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of big-time directors and, and people outside within that industry, but outside of the actual filmmaking, that are actually asking people to not go to the movies. It's not worth it. There are, I saw a website this morning saying, we will not review this other film that's coming out next week, um, New Mutants, the, the final X-Men movie from Fox, um, yep. slash Disney, it's kind of Disney now, but saying, we're not going to be reviewing this because we're not going to go and watch it at the cinemas. It's it, We're not taking the risk and we implore that other people don't go and do that. So who knows whether that release date's going to hit and if it doesn't, do we still get it in Australia at the same time because we're kind of doing the right thing there's a couple of spots that are in in a, in a bad place but i've got the 8th of october for australia oh there you go okay well there you go we're getting it we'll probably get it on october 8th and they'll just see what happens in the in the states so okay october 8th bang we're not even that far away see this is it's like the netflix feel netflix in the cinema like we were saying last week we're getting this first trailer and we're getting to see the film in six weeks which means we've got about five weeks to go back and watch murder on the orient express yeah well, a lot sooner than that, uh, September 23rd in particular, uh, we get to go back to Netflix, the comfort of our own home, where you can make dinner if you get bored, Emma, and we get to uh, throw it on to Eleanor Holmes. It is time to find my mother. The game is a foot. <laughs> now, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, which this is one I have heard about for a while um, and it was kind of my introduction to the character actually which uh, Holmes and if you haven't seen the trailer it's Holmes as in Sherlock Holmes it's Sherlock Holmes's younger sister which I she's not a, a new character like the last couple of years but I don't think the character you know in literary history has been around like over a, a century like Sherlock has it's, it's within the last decade or a little bit longer and obviously made to you know, carry in that that known name recognition like Sherlock Holmes and that whole mythology, but aim it at a different demographic. And I guess for them, it would be, you know, your, your younger adult female readers was probably their target demographic. And then just whatever happens otherwise. Um, you watch this trailer, because to me, I didn't know what to expect when the trailer's coming. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown, whenever I've seen her in, she's been it's been quite serious. I mean, half the time she's bleeding from the nose and anything I watch her in, like in Stranger <laughs> Things. So uh, I wasn't yeah. sure whether to expect a, a Sherlock Holmes type story just starring a younger uh, protagonist, but otherwise to be, you know, not dark, but dark-ish and not serious, but serious-ish. And it's yeah. very much not that in the trailer. Who do you get the feeling that this trailer is actually, who's the movie for, do you think, based of, off this trailer and I guess the tone, the pacing, the music choice and all that? I'd say you, you were right in like the kind of young adult-ish. Like it's a fun adventure film that like families can go and see. 
I feel. Yeah, I guess it'd be a nice way to bring, like, yeah, maybe that's the thing is that the, the character was created to appeal that story to a, a younger demographic, but maybe the film is, you know, you're sitting at home, especially being a Netflix film. It's like, well, you might have your, your dads or your mums that are a fan of the old Sherlock stories, and then this is a way to bring the kids into that that mythology, that world. And I guess even if you're not interested in that, then maybe you get a couple of those thirsties that are out for Henry Cavill action uh, because you get Henry Cavill, of all people, <laughs> Superman suddenly turns into Sherlock Holmes and I'm, fuck, I'm about it. Um, I, uh, I'm okay with that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after I, I just love him in general. I loved him as Superman, but you see him in everything else and you only watched The Witcher about two months ago and, and yeah. I'm just like, God, I, I love this guy. That guy that looks like that and that sounds like that and that is actually a goddamn nerd and he gets to play these nerdy roles and now he's playing Sherlock Holmes, sure, but it's like a side character in a, you know, like a, essentially a, a YA movie on a streaming service like it it's almost it's not that it's beneath him or anything it's just like well when he's otherwise you know leading his own series on netflix or he is superman on the big screen or you know he's playing second fiddle to tom cruise in mission impossible or something this doesn't seem like the type of role that um that he would be playing at this point in his career in some respects but going by the trailer at least he looks like he's very happy to be there you know he's just he's putting on the charm a thousand percent I mean, like you said, though, he is a bit of a nerd in real life. So mm. it's it not that far of a reach to be like, yeah, he's probably into like the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And especially being, you know, from that part of the world as well. Like, I know he's born on like some tiny little island in the middle of the ocean between, uh, you know, France and England or something like that. But um, the idea that that guy gets to play Sherlock Holmes, like it's either probably Sherlock Holmes or James Bond. Like if you're going to play like iconic British characters, they're two of the top five, surely. And, you know, people have been calling him to play Bond, apparently, depending on whether you believe the reports. I actually did. I got to interview him for Man of Steel back in 2013. And I did ask him about the rumors that he was down to the final two with Daniel Craig for Casino Royale back in 06. And he, kind of gave me a non-straight answer about it but I'd like to think so he was very young at the time people would still like him to take over that role now even though he is you know the size of Superman are you in that camp would you like to see him play Bond yeah for sure I think I kind of was always I mean I'm a I'm a hardcore Tom Hiddleston fan mm-hmm. and uh I don't know if you've seen the night manager no I haven't yet no that was a really great series and that was like meant to be his James Bond audition yeah right I don't know what happened there was like that whole mess around and then Daniel Craig came back and it was like ooh <laughs> but uh, if he's not going to do it then yes I would be happy for Henry Cavill to uh, take that mantle well, I know I've already mentioned the movie title already, but while we're talking about James Bond auditions, I know that Christopher Nolan, um, you know, again, if you don't know the name, surely you do listening to a podcast about trailers, you know who Christopher cool. Nolan is. Um, but, uh, you know, director of Dark Knight series Inception, all that, he's got Tenet out, and people have been crying for him for years to direct a Bond film. I don't know whether he's ever openly stated he would love to make one one day. Uh, Tenet is, it's as close I think as he's going to get to a James Bond film if he never directs one. It's James Bond with some, you know, Christopher Nolan uh, sci-fi-ness in there um, by way of, you know, backwards in time or something. But it's 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 a heist film. you got, you know, chief good guy that's some kind of secret agent of some description has to get close to the bad guy. There's a damsel in distress. Like, it is a James Bond film by Christopher Nolan without a lead character called James Bond. So, um, yeah, as far as auditions go, maybe his audition can meet Tom Hiddleston's audition and we can have a Tom Hiddleston James Bond uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, I would be so about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ranting off bullshit and I'm like, Emma's reaction is going to tell me everything I need to know. It's like, oh my God, I'll be so about that. I'm like, yes, I've won. Yes, yes I'm 
that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, outside of uh, Cavill, um, you've obviously got Mycroft Times as well, and we'll talk about Millie Bobby Brown in a second, but like, I just think as far as like bringing characters we do know, there looks to be some great chemistry there between the three Holmes siblings, uh, Sam Claflin, who I actually, I actually do want to play this line. Where's your hat and your gloves? Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves. My God. I, I love Sam Claflin. I've you know, seen him in a bunch of different stuff. He was a great, great bad guy. I don't know if you've ever watched um, Peaky Blinders, but in the last season of Peaky Blinders, like one of those infuriating villainous characters that you literally want to reach in and just strangle you. Like, how are you? Yeah. You're such a prick. And I don't know if even you're aware of it. I think he plays it really well. So for him to play Mycroft opposite Henry Cavill as Sherlock and Millie Bobby Brown, I think... Maybe I have only ever seen her in Stranger Things, but she's great. Uh, Godzilla, the second Godzilla as well we saw her in. But, I mean, she seems to really be owning this role. And the fourth wall breaking, I think, is very interesting as well. I didn't yeah, expect yeah. that. It's, the whole film, it's it's so close to being, like, like I almost want to see Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock and, like, have them cross over. That's what it feels like. It almost. would fit like yeah. version of that. the tone of it uh, while, it, you know, it looks a lot you know, dirtier in those films. Everything you know is very, uh, very dark anyway. But you know, England looks awful. Whereas in this, it's made for kids. Everything's a lot of greens, a lot of blues, and all that in the in the country or wherever she lives. You're right. It does tonally seem like it would be a kids version of those um, of those Sherlock Holmes. That would be that would have been kind of excellent. Like if you didn't get if you didn't get Henry Cavill, but Robert Downey Jr. Like my God, that would have been fun. I'm happy that Henry Cavill was playing Sherlock Holmes, but Fuck it would have just been like really cool. Bring in Benedict Cumberbatch as well. Just have him play a role, something. You know, maybe he's the oh, bad yeah. guy. Who knows? We've already got Helena Bonham Carter in there. Like, of course she's involved somehow. Yeah, that's September 23. So we've only got a couple of weeks to wait and uh, until that drops. So it, yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't scream like it's for me, a 34 year old you know man father of kids that are probably too young to watch it. But I think that I will be penciling in some time that weekend, and it'll be a weird yeah. one to turn to my wife and say, "Hey, I want to watch that chick from." Stranger Things in a detective show that's probably made for kids. I don't care. I think I'm... You know what? Fuck it. I'll get her over the board with Henry Cavill. She watched The Witcher. She knows what... <laughs> she won't be asking any questions. Let's be totally honest. And should the Mithraic's Ark ever make it here, you will not listen to their words. They believe that allowing androids to raise human children is a sin. Uh, we are talking Raised by Wolves, which, uh, you know, you read the trailer, executive produced by... Ridley Scott, who knows what that means? And this day and age, you just someone anyone can put their name to things. But while it does say in the credit line, you know, hey, director of The Martian, and this is set on another planet, let's call it Mars for the sake of the argument. Um, it, it, it's very easy to make it go, oh, well, that that looks like he made it because it looks like The Martian. But it does have a very, I don't know, just the the, the cinematography of it all does look a lot like that. Um, so you can sort of see his uh, his fingerprint on it, but. I don't know that I knew too much about this show because it comes out next week, September 3rd. This drops uh, on HBO Max in the States, but here we'll get it on Foxtel Showcase uh, or Binge, the new streaming service. Like It's another reason to at least sign up for a free trial for that. This looks like a very, very cool series, Emma. I don't know what you thought when you first watched, but I, I switched on like androids are raising babies in the future because Earth has screwed itself in a way to restart the human race and do it properly. And I'm just like, fuck, this looks really cool. Yeah, I know. I knew nothing of, of this show until you sent me the trailer and then I, I just had to like read everything that was about it because it was, I was like, I need to know what this is. Yeah. 
in uh, in your research, did, did you come up about uh, anything that said that it is it based on a book or anything, or is it an original um, original idea? Do you know? I think it's an original idea by Aaron Guzkowski. I can't say. His oh, I'm name. sure that would be the proper pronunciation. I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it looks so cool. Mm. I like the from the from the get go. You know, we I mean, we get those great shots from space, and then them going through you know the canyons of whatever planet they're on. You know, we find out later in the trailer it's the only planet that's able to be inhabited by humans. So we're going to assume it's not Mars; it's somewhere far off that's got an atmosphere that uh, that suits us. But the simplistic design of of the androids and what they wear it's 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 reminiscent of very old school sci fi where you know everyone's you know dressed in you know head to toe onesies, you know wearing the same disgusting green color. But they're like you know almost got you know, sort of chrome ca- uh, caps over their, over their heads and they're wearing, you know, very rubbery, um, but, you know, one-piece suits and it, it looks like that old-school sort of look, but I, I'm like, I kind of dug it before I knew that they were androids. I'm just like, this looks very cool. And then you get into it and this it reminded me of something I, I've thought about, you know, the last probably 10 or 15 years where, you know, we get a show or a movie comes out and people go, oh my God, it's another sequel or it's another franchise thing. And they go, why don't we have any original stories anymore? And it's like, well, there are original stories and there are original movies. But even those original stories and original movies, they're not new ideas. They're just a new way of presenting an idea. Yeah. And this is like that. This isn't necessarily a, a groundbreaking new invention of an idea, but, you know, it takes really it it feels to me it's like the next step like you know when we get into this you know artificial intelligence world that we're heading towards and who knows maybe in 100 100 years 150 years we've got fully functioning human-like androids like in this show just walking around and it's like well how do you tell a story you know when we've told every story possible we've we've come up with every way of 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 looking into the world and how we all interact with each other possible well okay chuck in androids what what if an android did this with a human child rather than you know another group of people took an orphan away and and tries to establish a new euphoric sort of you know uh future or, or city or something i don't know i just felt like it's a new it's it's the next step of storytelling in a way where we are introducing this these sci-fi elements yeah what i really like about it is that you just you don't know who the good guy and the bad guy is just mm. from that trailer it's like it could very well because they're they're the the humans that are, are basically hunting these um androids because yeah. it's in to have them raise human children yeah and then obviously bring bring the humans back into society with other humans and uh and then then uh Travis Fimmel says that yeah. line about uh, you, you don't know what she's capable of or something like that, you know, mm. implying that, like, actually maybe she's a bad guy. Yeah. And then there's, like, a shot of her just walking down, <laughs> like, a corridor or something, just, like, blood splattered all over her, screaming. You're just like, oh, that's not right. There's yeah. something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, well, we go through a bit of a journey in this trailer where, you know, you see these robot i mean even when the guy though you know may, if you're going to call it a male robot but the male actor saying to the female actor playing the robot say initiating first trimester and it's like what and then you see yeah. this baby born in like a sack and then it cuts to when these kids are all you know of mixed race and mixed gender and mixed age almost you know um all being raised and seemingly have a beautifully happy life being raised by these androids and then you get these humans that come in and then she says don't tell them what i am and the kid defense says no she's not an android like fully defends his mother figure and then you yeah. get another 30 seconds into the trailer and it's like you don't know who she is like you said and then the the kid actually says to the mum, 
how many people did you kill back on Earth, you know? And it's like he's going to be corrupted by this human where you understand his point of view. He's a human and he comes to find these human children, which would be, you know, born from human DNA. They might have been, you know, uh, they might have grown uh, in in an android or in some kind of tank or something like that, but they are still very much human. Um, So why wouldn't he want humans to be raised by humans and not by androids and and then you can still understand why well, the kids, well, they, who do they want to side with? They've got to pick who's going to be better for them. But the androids have seemingly loved these children. They're going to want to defend them. And you're right. I, those are my favorite type of stories when there is such a, a heated argument or heated sort of uh, topic that is to be discussed in the story is when you can side so strongly with both sides of the argument. And I hope that we get that. I hope that while Travis yeah. Smilmel does look like he could play an amazing bad guy and come in and just be an absolute Brutus and rip apart these androids and you know kill the male one maybe and and torture the female one and take the kids and and just be an outright bad guy. I I would like it. Being sci-fi and sci-fi does present a lot of great arguments to be had that we get both sides of that argument in this show. I don't know how many episodes it runs for, but there's a lot of time to investigate that and develop that over the course of the series. And I guess the other sort of topic of the show is what does it mean to be human in a, in a sense? And that's something that's that's not a new idea. That's something we have, you know, looked at even, you know, God, you look at the, one of the most famous cyborgs uh, in you know, uh, movie history, look at the Terminator. By the end of T2, when he was, you know, saying human things and he's interacting with other humans, and it's like, well, he can be taught to be human-esque, you know? Like, he's not just a killing machine that can be programmed. He can be taught. He can learn things. And so is this female android, is it enough to love a human child and to show protection over a human child? Does that make you human? And by that, by that right, do you have the right to raise a child and be the mother to a child? So... There's a yeah, it's a it's a fucking great trailer. I really I really like the look of it, and it only drops in the space of a week, so we get to be watching it next weekend. As if there isn't already enough to be excited about that's coming out next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm keen for this one for sure. So I've got to add that to my list because yeah, next week we have Mulan dropping on September. 4th. Fourth, I think is the Friday. Um, I actually put out on Twitter the other day that I'm just starting to get my head around how nerdy next weekend is going to be because on Thursday you do have that new Mutants movie that's coming out um, and I'm hoping to see it on Thursday. If I don't, I'm not going to get the chance to see it probably ever. So that's Thursday. By Friday you have got uh, The Boys Season 2 is coming out. You've got Raised by Wolves. The Avengers uh, game on PlayStation is coming out and that's probably a game that I will buy and maybe play for 10 minutes, Emma, and then I'll put it away and never play it again um yeah that's i'm going to add that to the list i want to i want to jump on that straight away and and be over that because i think it might be the show that kind of is a a bit of a sleeper hit i don't think anyone's anticipating a show called raised by wolves and if you try and sell it to any nufty that's not into this sort of stuff hey androids raise human uh, children on an alien planet in the future they're not gonna fucking watch it but i think it's going to be enough of a, a real meaty drama that they might just give it a look yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones did the same thing, so... Yes, so Death of the Nile, October 8th, uh, you said in Australia, which is good. Ellen Holmes, September 23 on Netflix, and Raised by Wolves, September 3rd uh, on Foxtel Showcase and Binge here in Australia. So plenty of stuff to get excited about. Uh, look, our next episode might just be our DC Fandom special. I've literally just received a message uh, on the Get in the Geek Facebook page while we've been recording this saying, uh, when's your DC Fandom podcast coming out? I'm like, okay... <laughs> 
We're going to do it soon. Um, there's a few others in the Get Into Geek team that I've been speaking to over the last week. I'm sure they'd all like their say. So if we can uh, get a few more people involved, then great. Otherwise, it'll just be, uh, look, Emma and I sharing our ingenious uh, opinions um, yeah. over that uh, in our next podcast. So can I sign you in for the next uh, three-hour-long podcast purely I'm on in. the Batman trailer, Emma? Good. Okay, done. You're not getting out of it. Uh, well, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, check out all of our old podcasts on your uh, podcasting outlet, iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Get Into Geek. Uh, you can follow us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and drop us a line, getintogeek at gmail.com. Talk to you next week, Emma. Sounds good, mate. Catch you then. Bye. Get into geek.